you're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach on all of the social meds. I always keep it funny and I always keep it cute. And if you're like me and you want to stay up to date with the latest reality TV tea, then go give us a follow at No Filter with Zach on Instagram or just join our private Facebook group by clicking that link in the description below. We're always spilling hot tea and it's always a good time. So I'm excited about today's guest because not only is he, um, he has some really killer bops. He's a singer songwriter whose mission is to break down stereotypes within the music industry with his killer bops that not only want to make you dance, but they also want, they also make you feel sexy inside. He's also got killer abs and I'm pretty sure he can give me a few pointers on how to keep my blonde icy. His first full album, More to Me, debuted in January 2020 and he's got a string of other awesome hits and dope music videos. So please welcome to Hashtag no filter, Mr. Guy Tang. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. I love that introduction. <laughs> How you doing, Guy Tang? I'm doing good. I'm getting ready to launch a new EP here this week, so I'm excited about that. I heard. I can't wait to listen to it, and I know the music video is probably going to like be a panty dropper, as all of your music videos are. <laughs> Uh, it, the the album's called Multi Perspective, and there's eight tracks. I, some of us, that's called an album, a full album. But for me, that's an EP because most of my LP full albums have. I would the next one I'm working on definitely has 20 tracks. Oh my <laughs> so, goodness! Uh, yeah, well, we have a lot of time to write music during these times. <laughs> so. Right? Yeah, we got nothing but time now. So before we dive into it, you have to answer my icebreaker questions. Are you Ooh. ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Okay. First question. Where did you grow up and what part of the world do you currently live in? Well, I grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, born, raised, lived there till I was 27. And now I live in West Hollywood, California. Do you so, like WeHo? Yeah, in WeHo. <laughs> We, WeHo is such a vibe. I mean, I, I haven't been much to WeHo in 2020 because we've all been like mostly home in 2020. Is WeHo still like, is it still popping for the most part or is it as popping as it could be? It's actually, to me, it seems more quiet. You know, it seems like yeah. everything is not as, you know, out there as colorful as, it, as I remembered it 10 years right. ago. But I think a lot of things has changed, you know, with... I think social media probably has a lot to do with it too. You know, like I feel like before we used to go out more and then now well, obviously we, now we're definitely not going out. No, so now we're staying in so much more. Yeah, exactly. So what's one word your mother would use to describe you? She'd always say handsome. Aww. <laughs> Yeah, that's what she always says. Like every time I see her, she go, she always squeeze my cheeks like this and go, "Handsome." Ah. So, okay. Yeah. What's What's a fun fact? What's one thing people would not expect about you? Let's see. I love playing the guitar now. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's a new thing that I, you know, getting myself into during the quarantine months. So a it has really many talents. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that, you know, when you're in these moments during these times, you know, it you start to really 
you know, find way to heal yourself. Uh, and through music, I was like, you know, I've been singing, recording, but I want to do something more and expand on my craft. So because I used to play a cello back in like middle school, high school days, I go, you know what, I could pick up, pick up a string instrument. And I've always wanted to play guitar, but because we're so busy living our life working. And for me, I travel a lot for work. So I go like, okay, I, I will never do this. I will never have time to do this. This is the time and the time is now I want to play an instrument. I'm going to make myself learn. And I want to get out this, get out of this being more creative and being better, uh, a more creative version of myself. So I made myself learn how to play guitar and it's, it's been a fun process. So, I mean, that's way more productive than me. I haven't like learned a language or an instrument or, I mean, I've barely even like cleared a shelf during quarantine. I've been, <laughs> I've been just like staying busy with work. But aside from that, I feel like, you know, people are coming out of this with so many new talents that I'm like, oh, I need to like get on it. 2020 is almost yeah. over. Well, we, we, we all should. I, I feel like because we spend so much time just, you know, on a daily basis, just working and working and working, doing what we yeah. always do. So this is, this is really good for me being a music artist because I want to come out this being a better music artist, not only singing, but being able to play guitar so it can, you know, harmoniously work together and supplement each other, you know? So March, I like the way you think, guy. Okay, last icebreaker, which is my favorite question to ask people. If you had to be reincarnated as a Kardashian, which one would it be? Oh my! Does the 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 Kylie Jenner them count? Yeah, the Jenners count. That's uh maybe maybe Kylie, I guess. Okay, I don't know. Maybe because she's she's the the self made billionaire. Oh, ah. I think I like the idea of like you know how she has all the um, the makeup and mm -hmm. you know, that type of stuff. I think that's fun because um, I always want to be better at makeup and stuff. So I was like you know to have a product you know because I have a product line as you know. So I go like oh to have more. I love products. I'm a product whore. So <laughs> the more products, the better. <laughs> So we know you have music out now, but you started with hair prior to that. Can you talk to me about how you got into the hair industry and then how that eventually, you know, dive, dove over into doing music? You know, it's interesting. I feel like when I first start doing hair, you know, it's, there's so many stereotypes. People never take you seriously when you say, oh, I'm going to do hair. They all say, oh, okay, well, that's nice until you get a real job. What are you planning on doing? You know, right. I was like, a real job? Well, why can't I do hair? So then when I did hair, you know, I didn't want to only do hair. I want to be an educator. I want to share my knowledge and help other people grow. So it is funny because, like, you know, being from Tulsa, Oklahoma, I feel like, you know, people how do I say it? it's like when I became an educator it's almost like you start traveling a lot to do shows and events in other cities and stuff and people are like wait what you can do that with hair you you don't just stay in the salon and do hair so they're surprised that there's so much more you know that you can do with hair and beauty outside of only being in the salon 
And having that experience uh, and being able to share with people, I think it helps me connect with so many people. And I was so scared of being on stage uh, when doing a presentation because I was that kid in high school that didn't want to do a presentation. I was always sat in the back of the classroom. Yeah. So being able to do a presentation in front of people helped me face so much fear to help me be who I am today. And then, you know, I going into the YouTube world was very difficult in the beginning because, uh, you know, I have so many videos and, you know, things I put out on YouTube and people used to laugh at me. Like when I started posting videos of me doing hair or posting videos of me singing on YouTube, they would laugh and they, they like people who are in the same, you know, category right. as I was, they'll just be like, they'll poke fun at me. And then all of a sudden when I start having an audience and people start, you know, uh, really, you know, loving it. And, yeah. Yeah. And then people were like, wait, how is this possible? Because it's never been done before. Mm -hmm. You know, think about 10 years ago when all of this started happening, there wasn't a, a term called influencer or term, you know, like strategies because people didn't understand what that was. Like what's happening? Who is this person? Where's this coming from? And why do people love these people? Did you, know? you expect or envision the place that you're at now when you first kind of started, because we all kind of have an idea of where we want to go. And I'm very big on like manifesting that reality by kind of seeing it in your head first and then working towards that goal. Did you do any of that or did it kind of just like happen? It through I passion. Think, I, I wouldn't say there's any of that type of manifestation just because I didn't know it was possible right. at that time. It was more so I want to, you know, put something out there I've never seen, you know, because I've never seen anyone that was like me growing up, you know, racially or sexually. I've never seen anyone like me. So I go like, oh, man, I would love to fill that void, not only for myself, but for people out there who have felt the way I felt. So putting myself out there, helping me face my fear, sharing what I'm excited about, whether it's hair or music, you know, I want to be able to do that through my YouTube channel. And you know, doing it because it's out of passion, not because I was trying to have a goal or try to, uh, you know, reach for a clout that, you know, where I feel like now is so strategized because I feel like um, because everyone now knows that's possible. So they're reaching. But for me at that time, I didn't know that that was a possibility. And I just did what I did because I was excited about what I want to put out there as far as like the, the content and stuff. And then everything naturally kind of came along. Um, I start sharing more Then I uh, created my own product line. So I have my own product line called my identity. And right. I've been going on this world tour all I've been going to like, Oh my God, for the last five years, I've been touring multiple different countries from, you know, um, Hong Kong, Korea, Russia, all over Europe, like everywhere. I've seen the world and it's pretty amazing. Was there ever even a point where your mom or your family were like, oh my God, why are you, why are you getting into hair? Or why are you going into this direction that feels uncertain? Was there any like hesitation from them or were they always just like unconditionally supportive? Oh, uh, I think there was a lot of hesitation just because it, it doing this is never seen as a stable or, you know, like a real right. job to some people. They think like, oh, you need to be, 
you know, doing something that it's, you know, like a doctor or something, you know, that's a stereotype for so long. And to be an artist, people never take artists seriously. Mm -mm. No one ever thinks we're essential. But then when you're stuck in quarantine, what are you doing? You're watching. You're consuming all the art, bitches. Yes, whether it's music, movies, you know, was done by a director who's an artist, you know, a writer, a writer is an artist and the actor, an artist, a musician, a singer, songwriter, everyone. And I think that even TikTokers are artists now because people spend so much time on TikTok consuming that content. People don't realize that is it's a lot and people don't ever take that seriously as a, a, a job, but it's, it's a lot of work and so much time to film something. And it's kind of funny because I, I know a lot of people like to make fun of uh, social media content creators because I've seen pages where they'll make fun of them and stuff, but they don't because they're they don't realize how this is what you do. And it's it's interesting because it's like not only do they not realize like what it is that you actually do. But like, I think there's probably like some sort of, I don't know if jealousy is the right word, but like a, because like anybody that's creating content, there's like passion and creativity behind that, that I think the people judging it are lacking. You know what I mean? Like for me, I bust my ass. I produce three podcast episodes a week and that's a lot of work in addition to, you know, the other projects that I take on. And so, you know, when somebody kind of pokes fun at like the podcasting community, I'm just like, bitch, first of all, this pays my bills right now. This roof over my head, like this is what I do. And I love it. I'm not working a nine to five job that I'm living for the weekend doing, you know? And I think the people that judge it are, you know, people that lack that sort of passion or meaning in their own lives well as activists that we are i feel like it's important that you know we get this message out there it's like you're you're standing up for for justice and and breaking these stereotypes because these type of things need to be taken more seriously as artists you know so because people think we're not essential (laughs) so but but i i feel like it, you need this for, you know, mental stability. You need it for a mental health. You need it. It heals you because when, when you're healed from the inside, it comes through on the outside. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of folks don't realize, you know, because a lot of times the stresses and the stuff that happens to us externally, it comes from internally. And if we're healing from the inside, we treat people better, Absolutely. you know, you know what I'm saying? So our actions come in, come from an internalized place. And those things require music to help people heal and entertainment to help people heal. So as, our, as an artist myself, we are artists. I feel like it's important that everyone, you know, needs to hear this, you know? Absolutely. So you started doing hair. You built this mega popular YouTube channel that you're still putting great hair content out and music videos out on. So then talk to me about when you decided to make the leap from doing hair and, and videos on YouTube hair tutorials to then deciding to pivot into music because that just doesn't seem I think so many people are like that just doesn't make sense in my brain where I only have boxes that people are supposed to fit into oh my god the boxes are so annoying you know (laughs) because I I feel like I I guess when people see things they usually see things side by side like singer songwriter you know guitarist singer they get it 
hair, you know, like a hairstylist can be a barber or they never think of like crossing the arts, you know, like bridging. And it works for me because I have a brand. And when I created my brand, each one of my collections, when I name each shade or color collection I come out with, there's a story behind it. But how do you tell these stories and these collections, you know, by writing a song, by making music that, that gives it a heartbeat, that gives it a, um, an emotion, uh, you know, because otherwise it's just a, a box of color that means nothing. Like I came out with the Naked Color Collection I came up with the shadow collection. I came up with um, the superpower collection. And a lot of people don't realize like, okay, what, okay, superpower. Okay, so there's, you know, vibrant colors. So what, you know, or naked. Oh, they're just nude shades, whatever. But for me, I named these shades because there's so much more behind it than just, oh, here's a collection of color that looks nude. Naked means being vulnerable, being, you know, free. Uh, letting go of everything and exposing who you really are. And so having that idea when I came up with the color collection, I wanted to give it a pulse. So writing a song and recording it and giving it that heartbeat and emotion made the collection mean so much more to people. And it, for myself, it gives me a story to tell to. And, you know, just like the shadow collection, you know, okay, so it's going to be dark colors. What It doesn't mean anything if it's just a box of color. For me, shadows, it's like we always think of shadows as a negative thing, but we don't realize we have shadows because there's a light above us. A light shines on us. That's why we there's a shadow casted beneath us, and we have to look towards the light. And that's something that, you know, I share through my lyrics. And the same thing with my song, Superpower. People always think superficially, oh, superpower, oh, yay, superhero, whatever. But for me, it's like, what, what makes someone a hero isn't just because they have powers. It's about what they do with their powers that make them a hero. It's also people don't realize a hero or someone in a position of power has a huge responsibility, you know? Yeah. So it doesn't automatically make you a hero. And a lot of us have that hero within us, whether you're a mom, you know, a parent, uh, an influencer, uh, you know, uh, anybody who's in any position of having you know, influence, influence, you know, we have that ability. So, and even if you're not, I think all of us are influential in so many different ways, whether it's to our friends, um, or you're a teacher, you know, you don't know who you can influence by what you say, what impact you have on people. And that's why when I wrote my song, Superpower, you know, there's so much more to it than just a box of color. And that's how that I was able to bridge that, you know, gap between the two arts. And a lot of people don't understand and people love to box you in where they feel safe and comfortable with you. And I feel like it's a constant struggle and battle that's no end. But I think that it takes one person to, to be that pioneer to, to do it first. And the first person always have it the hardest. Yeah. And then as it, as it becomes normalized, people will start all doing it it'll become normal and people won't even think twice about it you know i agree and so what can we expect so your new ep is called multi-perspective and yeah. uh it, it features your new single closure and i know the music video is going to be coming out for that and the new song is going to be dropping soon i think on the 22nd right and the 23rd yes 23rd the music video and i i love it i you know okay first of all 
um, you know, my More To Me album came out in January. Yes. And it was my first album because I launched multiple singles before. And this is my first full LP. And it was it was quite an experience, quite a journey. And I call it More To Me and, the, and it's in the rainbow colors for multiple reasons because a More To Me is to let people know that, you know, obviously don't put me in a box and there's right. the rainbow color from multifaceted and dimension. And so lyrically it tells a journey of who I was from track one to track 15 and how I found the person, the love of my life that changed my life, you know, because the first is because I was in a relationship with a girl. I was in a closet for a long time. I was engaged to her for 10 years. So I want to write a, uh, a song. It was called quit on this. And it's, it's, me saying sorry that I broke her heart because I dragged her through the mud for 10 years. And because people think coming out is easy. People think, oh, you come out, here I am, you're free. But they don't realize the heartbreak, the heartache, the pain, the people you, you, you know, the, 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 the people that don't understand what you went through that hurts you even more. And all that. So, it's, it's hard to explain unless I tell it through a song and a story in a music video. So I was able to share that journey from track one all the way to track 15 to where now I'm married to my husband. And also, I think that representation is also so important because I feel like even in mainstream music uh, category and in industry, I feel like everyone's always, you know, uh, being a gay man, you're always stereotyped. Mm-hmm. There's always like, um, you know, you're the the girl's best friend you yeah. help her pick out her outfit in, in movies yeah you're, you're always, always the sidekick mm-hmm, there to pick out her outfit to make sure her earrings matches her shoes and her hair is on point but then that's all you are as the character that you play in the movie and even in music oh you know oh people know that you're gay but don't be too gay they don't want to see you actually you know kiss a guy they just want to see you be fabulous and that's it yeah. and so i was like huh, well, as an independent artist, I want to break all those stereotypes. I want to normalize who I am and, um, you know, and showcase, you know, that we are part of society and normalize it using, you know, my platform and sharing it with my audience to show them that it is okay to be yourself. And, and, and if you don't know anyone who's like me, it's okay that if you encounter anybody like me, because that's normal and yeah. it's, pretty awesome you know it's not normal to all be the same it's not normal to not have any difference and we've gotten so used to just everything being normal when we have to realize that like there is no normal like everybody just is who they are and the difference of that like you know even when it comes to the whole you know thing like with this year people are like oh well i don't i don't see color and i'm like well if you don't see color then you don't see the beauty in a rainbow like you need to see color you need to appreciate diversity and you need to embrace it and celebrate it yeah <laughs> absolutely uh-huh and bring it out you know yes. and share it you know i think that that's the thing and then with this new ep coming out you know um the reason why I call it multi-perspective is because there's so many collaborations on there. I get to work with so many talented artists uh, that are, that's in the industry that I feel like, you know, people need to see how talented they are. Uh, one of my favorite artists on there, her name is Jordan Kane. She's a super talented songwriter. She, she writes and sings music for so many like TV shows that you see on Netflix and 
and uh, cartoons and voiceovers for like all these cartoons. And I, and the thing is, you know, people don't see them because they're behind the scenes. Right. And I go, you have such an amazing voice. People need to hear your voice. And I want to put her, you know, on my album. And I love having like that contrast between like a male and female singing together. And I go, oh my God, I would love to have you on my song. I want people to hear your voice. I was like, oh, let's do this. Let's do this. And and lyrically, everything we wrote about is, you know, some of the challenges I that I think we've all been going through, you know, because we never look at things from different people's perspectives. Mm-hmm. We're always looking at things as me, 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 me. What about me? What about me? Me, me like I feel like everyone I encounter is like my opinion, what I think, you know, it's like, well, that's great and all, but you're only seeing things from your perspective. You don't understand what that person is going through and what this person is going through. And so to hear every aspect of like the song, each track coming from different perspective, like my single closure, I think a lot of us look for closure when we're in a relationship, whether it's a friendship, a business relationship, a romantic relationship, whatever type of relationship it is. Sometimes when there's a fallout, we look for closure, but then we never look for, we never understand what the other person is going through because there's no communication. So when I wrote this song with Jordan, you know, I came in with this, this idea of mine and then she has her own and we bridge it together and became this beautiful song. I go, Oh my God, I love this song. You know? So immediately I want that to be the single. And then we had a song called um, new perspective on there. And I think that there's so many people fighting, you know, whether it's online or offline it's because everyone has their own opinion. Everybody has their own, like, you know, me, 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 me moments. And I feel like, why don't we try to listen, understand? I think that's the thing is listen. Not everyone needs to think like you. Not everybody needs to understand where you're coming from, but you have to understand where others are coming from. And then, you know, because I, I, I feel like that's the struggle right now. It's like we're not understanding. And I think that we're, we're not looking, looking at things from a global perspective. Like yeah. me being a world traveler, I don't see things only from one world's perspective. I see things on the other side of the world's perspective, you know, um, all around the world. Because we're, we all come from different cultures. And once you're exposed to all of that, you start to go, wow, there's so much beauty and this and this and this and no one ever thinks about it you know what i'm talking about yeah so that's why i i i wanted to call this album multi-perspective and you know have many artists on there i have another artist named keon and what's funny is that he's also a hairstylist mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's also a music artist and then i was like okay let's come together he has such an amazing voice and i'm so excited for the world to hear the stuff that we work on and you know, uh, having this platform, I want to share it with other people to, to so they can have their own platform to show their art, their talent, because these people are so talented, you know, and I want people to see what they're capable of, you know, through my music as well. So that's great. And I think, you know, one of the biggest messages you really hit on is having empathy for other people that maybe are going through an experience that's different than yours. And like, maybe you don't fully understand it, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's one, not valid or that your experience is any more or less important than theirs. You know, we need to learn how to all kind of coexist together and share our talents with one another so that we can continue to create more beauty in the world. Mm-hmm. And that, that usually takes communication, listening, and putting your pride aside. Yeah. I think a lot of people have a lot of pride, have a lot of ego. Um, 
and don't want to listen to anyone else because only their opinion matters. But I think that it, there's, there's a beauty in sharing and listening to others because, you know, I think we need to learn. Yeah. You, you, you can't say you know everything, you know, because... I don't know. I think I know. I, I know a lot. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Well, uh, you know what? A, a lot of us do know a lot, you know, but I think it's knowing someone else's story. Yeah. Because the thing is, like, we don't know how they were raised, how they grew up, where yeah. they came from, that made them who they are. We don't know what adversities, what sickness and health issues they've gone through and what trauma they have faced that have made them think the way they think or feel the way they feel. And we can't, you know, discredit or take that away from them. We can listen and understand and listen to their story. And so that's the thing that makes art so beautiful too, because that I, I love to absorb that information and use it to exercise my mind and make me a better creator or, you know, come up with something to write about in music and, and a lot of people who write who write books and stuff, I think that that's what they do. They like to extract information and stories from others to tell stories from their perspective, you know? And I think that that's why we have so many awesome movies, because if everything only comes from one same place, you won't see things from different perspectives, you know? Absolutely. So. I think I think the biggest thing is really just like exposure and exposure comes from putting out new types of content. And I think you're doing a great job of that by breaking those stereotypes and by changing what the norm is and by changing the narrative to be more broad and to show people that they can be more than just the one box that they thought that they were going to be growing up. Have you ever thought about what content can mean? It's like we think of content as stuff we post on social media but have we ever think of it as being content you know and you know there's like multi-meanings like multi-perspective yeah. to it and you know i remember hearing this it's about like we're always thinking about like a content about filling up a glass right you you fill up the glass and and the thing is like you can't just how do i describe this it's like you have to be content in the right place in your mind to to be able to pour out. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, <laughs> yes. Otherwise, you're just getting so full and you're overflowing and it's not you're not actually contributing. You're just spewing. Yeah. And I think that's where you get a lot of trolls on social media. They're just spewing shit that they, that's just nastiness. And it's because they're not in a good place with themselves mentally or or emotionally. Do you ever get this? It seems like you're speaking from experience. <laughs> <laughs> I have lots of experience, guy. Yeah, you have a lot of experience. I could tell because you're very <laughs> passionate and I could tell. But yeah, you, you are right that, uh, you know, I think that it's, it's hard because people post things without actually, you know, I would think that in school that when they teach about social etiquette, they need to be a new program to teach about social media etiquette. Like, would you say that to someone's face? No, that's the reality is they would never say that to somebody's face. Right. And they don't think someone would read it. No. You know, and it's like, no, everyone, people read it. Like I, not only me, but I have friends with, um, I'm friends with uh, so many social media influencers and some celebrities. And when they look at their, uh, 
you know, social media account, they do read it. And a lot of people don't think they don't read it, but they do read it, they see it. And imagine how hurtful that is and how crippling it could be for someone because that could that could trigger a, a, an insecurity yeah. that, that make people, you know, hurt themselves or do something, you know, because that's something people don't think about. And you're responsible for being that mean person that did something. And that's unfair, you know. I agree. And we Everyone should hold themselves accountable and think before they speak, whether it's on social media or in person and there needs to be a someone needs to teach a social media etiquette class in school for for children <laughs> i agree we need a lot more of that so that people can learn how to use social media responsibly to be putting out positive good uplifting content like your music or your hair tutorials that like help me keep my hair strong instead yes. of these <laughs> nasty troll comments um, okay, I want to play a fun game with you. I w- it's called Herapy. And so I want to take some fun hair looks from celebrities, or I guess fun is a very operative word, but I want your candid reaction and what you think um, and, and whether or not you actually liked some of these hair uh, moments in pop culture history, okay? Okay. Oh, I'm all about this. Okay, first one is going to be Justin Timberlake's Frosted Tips. Were you a fan? You know, I remember those days. I I think I was one of those people that did something like that. Are you a fan of Frosted Tips? Or were you like, oh my God, take it away? Well, it's very nostalgic. It's very nostalgic. So it takes me back to a memory. So I, I, it's almost like you it's almost like a hat color. Like you put only on the top half yeah. and not the bottom half, not the sides, just the top. <laughs> I remember that. And I did that too. So we all did that as like uh, kids in high school. So I definitely was one of those people. And my, mine didn't come out that pretty. Mine was orange. <laughs> <laughs> so. I remember I wanted to be blonde in like the third or fourth, I think it was the fourth grade. And my mom told me to just get a bottle of hydrogen peroxide, pour it on my head and just sit out in the sun. And my hair turned bright orange and it was so bad. It was like spotty. It was not a good look at all. Oh my God. Oh, well, I've been there too. <laughs> okay. Next one is Kate Goslin's Karen hairdo. Are we a fan oh. or do we need to abolish this look? Uh, the, I call those the sprouts. It's like when you have these little sprouts at the, the top. Back, yeah. <laughs> it, you know what? It's funny because it's so iconic and it's very popular when I was in Oklahoma. So when I lived in Oklahoma 10 years, over 10 years ago, I, I was one of those hairstylists that gave my clients that look because that was what's popping. Yeah. And, um, and I, I believe that when I travel to the Midwest for shows, I still see so many people that still have it. And the thing is, I don't want to, honestly, I don't want to make fun of anyone's looks because I think that there, there's something, there's a time and place when yeah. that was really cool. And I think that if someone feels confident in that look, uh, I think that's cool for them. I, I think I had that look before. Because I had the long bangs and the sprouts in the back. I, I had that look before, too. And that look was actually very popular in K-pop for it the was. longest time. It was. I feel like it's funny how we look back at certain trends and we're like, oh, that was so cringy or whatever. But we forget that, like, at the time, it wasn't. At the time, it was, like, a fun form of expression that, like, we were just into. Yeah. So I, I'm about it. I, I think that if it... 
it, I mean, it's sad that they're going through a stereotypical moment right now that isn't as yes. as inviting for them. But but I think that it will come around and we'll see a, a new version of it. <laughs> what do you think about Billie Eilish's uh, green roots? I feel like you the know, maintenance on that is, I don't know, I guess you would know better, but I just feel like the maintenance on that would be so tough to keep up with. What's interesting is that in the past, like that used to be considered like a mistake. Like yeah. we call it, we call it hot roots. Like, Oh no, you messed up. But now it's, it's trendy because it's on someone who owns it. Like Billie Eilish who goes out there and like, this is me, this is my look. And, and she has a loyal fan following, which I think is so cool that she shifted pop culture. And I think that that's, that's so cool. I think we need something like that that isn't so commercial and yeah. so like predictable. That's unpredictable. And she's able to, make something cool when it was seen as something wasn't cool. So as a activist and a stereotype breaker, I think that's pretty cool. I think that's amazing. You know what I love too is when Kim Kardashian had her icy blonde hair and then she let that thick black root just kind of grow out. And before people were like, no, you can't have a root when you're blonde. And she like just made roots a thing. Yeah. Like it's a thing like, you know, once it takes once the confidence, you have to have somebody with conviction and confidence. And once they own it, it becomes a trend. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, it goes back to representation. When someone represents that, it becomes cool, becomes normalized and it, it needs to be put out there. And when someone like Kim, who has such a huge influence on people and a huge impact on many people, if they put that out there, they're creating representation for people who thought that wasn't beautiful and now it's seen as beautiful. It kind of goes back to why representation is so important. It's something that was once not seen beautiful, but is now being embraced and that's changing pop culture. And that's something I want to do with my music, you know, is uh, able to impact as many people as possible to show people the beauty in something that maybe they never noticed before, or maybe they dismissed in the past, you know? So I think that that's really cool of all the images you showed me. I like that. I love it. Guy, where can people go and listen to your music and keep up with you on social media and get your new EP? Uh, Well, it's everywhere you consume music. Spotify, iTunes, Apple, Amazon, uh, YouTube, where all my music videos would be. And, you know, I I have to give so much thanks to my producer, Ashla, and my director, Marco, who has worked so closely with me to make all of my dreams come true with my music videos. They have... They have put up with so much of my, my, you know, moments. I have these moments because I want all of the music videos to come out so perfectly. So I have to thank them for, you know, even connecting me to you through this podcast and everything and through uh, being such great friends and great uh, talent in this industry. And so, and you, I want to thank you, you as well as that. And uh, it means a lot to me that you take some time out to, you know, to, to talk to me and I'm excited. Look, I love to support other artists that are putting out meaningful, good content out into the world. And I agree with you. I love Ashla and Marco. I've worked with them for years. Marco does all my video shoots. He's helping. We do these um, every, it's become a trend now. My family does like these crazy Christmas cards where we film a video and we do a whole photo shoot around it. And so Marco helps me do it every year. So I, they are two creative geniuses and I love them. 
and they and they listen. They listen <laughs> they and they take direction and they like you know can help bring your vision to life and understand. So and I, I gotta thank my husband now more too because I think that having a supporter and when you're venturing into different arts, it's hard to have someone support you and you know keep you sane. Um, because a lot of times people doubt you; they don't believe yeah. in you, and they think like, "Are you crazy? Why would you do that? Why would you, uh, you know, make a YouTube channel? Why would you make uh, music? You know, and instead of like fighting me, but supporting me and where I want to go, and I think that's really important. So, and I think that's for all of us. We need to find that love and support. You know, from if we don't have it from someone else, it's important to find it from ourselves. We have to believe in ourselves. You know, if no one can believe in you if you don't believe in yourself. You know? I hear that. Do you drive your husband a little crazy? I know us artists can be a little, a little eccentric sometimes. Yeah, because we we think out of like you said the box where it's just our mind is so far out there. It's like it's like what you know, but then it's like once they see everything come together, it just all makes like, sense. Ah, now I get it. Yeah, yeah, and and. I, I, I'm excited for everyone to hear my new single and music video, Closure, that's coming out uh, the 23rd Friday at 7 p.m. on my channel. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I'm, I'm launching two singles from this uh, EP. It's Give Me What I Want featuring Keon and Closure uh, with Jordan King. So, and then I have another LP that's coming next year and a lot of surprises. So that I can't talk about yet because I'm not supposed to be talking about them, but there'll be some surprises that's coming next year that I'm excited about. Well, I can't wait. I'm going to be right there on Spotify streaming your new singles later this week. Thank you so much. Thank you, Guy. Once again, what are your your social media handles so uh, new listeners can go in and check out your music? Well, they, everyone could check me out on Instagram at I, uh, guy underscore Tang. And uh, Facebook is, you can just search Guy Tang. I have like two pages, <laughs> a Guy Tang music page and a Guy Tang artist page. And Twitter, everywhere. Twi- uh, you know, TikTok, I, I, I'm, I'm getting on this TikTok thing. It takes a little, you know, getting adjusted to, but I'm loving it. I'm loving this TikTok moment. I get to share my music on there. People are, people love it on there. I love like, TikTok it. TikTok is like making songs and like music, like a thing like Fleetwood Mac is having a moment right now because of dreams being a trending song right now. I love it. I think that's so cool. TikTok has helped us survive. <laughs> for this it last really year. has. It really has. Well, thank you so much, Guy, for calling in and chatting with me. Everybody needs to check out Guy's new EP. It's called Multi Perspective, and he has his new single, which is dropping later this week, Closure. Get ready this Friday. I'm going to be checking out that music video, Guy. I know it's yeah. going to be good because Marco and Ashler are behind it. Yes. <laughs> They're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> thank, thank you so much. Thanks, Guy. Thank you guys for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me. You can give me a follow at Just Plain Zach, or you can follow the show at No Filter with Zach. And please leave us a five-star review because I'm a millennial and I love validation and I need that validation because I want all the love. So And, yeah. go, give, and go give Guy some love too. Check out his new single, Drop in later this week with his EP. It's good music. You're going to be like bopping to it and you're going to feel like sexy dancing in your underwear at your next Zoom meeting. Get I ready. love that you said validation because I think that a lo- it's okay to own it. That. Yeah. Own it. I love that. Own it. Own it. Yes. <laughs>